So on this week's um, episode of Rewind the Movies, we decided to do a film, or we didn't decide, The Wheel of Doom decided, but Adam put it forward, that we would do a, a slightly older film. Um, and it is, it's The French Connection, um, and it is sort of held as one of the best films out there. You know, I, I'm pretty sure I've read that somewhere that you know someone said. Um, but surprisingly, I hadn't seen it before. I don't think Adam had seen it before. And Ev, am I right in saying you've never seen it? No, I've never seen it. Ah, and then I don't know about Prog. So, Prog, <laughs> any memories? Prog and Three Virgins. Never thought uh, <laughs> that would happen. Again. Are you Neymar? Um, Neymar in disguise. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I've <laughs> seen it before. I saw it years ago, though. I am, I am watched it. I think for about twenty years, I I remember watching The Exorcist and loving The Exorcist, and then I wanted to see another of William Friedkin's films, and this was the one that came up as his best uh, film, other than The Exorcist. Although I think this revered as be- as a better film than The Exorcist. I don't know which, but I ended up watching this one, and uh, I do remember back when I watched it that I did enjoy it. But for some reason, I never went back to it. It didn't have the repeat viewing factor, for, you know, uh, thing for me. So I, I haven't seen it for twenty years. So I reckon this should be an interesting discussion. So, so here's a question for Evan and Adam, who both did some form of media studies when they were in school slash college. Did this film never come up on a list that you know you would have had to have? Review? No, I no. never watched it. I never just never came up. I I knew what it was. I just never. It's just one of those super famous films I've never seen. I've always meant to what me being to watch it, and I thought, as old uh, Friedkin's passed away, I thought I'd put his name forward for the Wheel of Doom, and get one of his get his get his Academy Award winning film in there. Um, if I my memory serves me. Um, correctly, I put a film in as well, and then Prog was disappointed that he hadn't put um, a freaking film in. Yeah, and yeah, I think what did I put in the sor- uh, oh, sorceress, not the sorceress. Oh, live and die in LA. You put it. Ah, yeah, with William Defoe. But Willem Defoe. As we've established, there are rules to the Wheel of Doom, and once you've picked your two films, there's no going back. And, and uh, Prog should have known better. Right. When, <laughs> when Adam's on, that's what the rules are. Yeah. Well. It's just that's so rules that you know rules like that are meant to be broken. So you can't go you can't go against the wheel of doom. Actually, and going back to something you just said, which I think is quite interesting. You said like this is one of those films that people should have watched that you haven't watched. Would you say this is the biggest film or most well known film that you haven't seen that you think you should have seen when you were younger? Um. There's probably others. I've never seen like Citizen Kane. You know, no, no, no. There's a list, isn't it? And there's some film buff somewhere sitting in their ivory tower saying, "Oh, this is amazing. You have to watch this." Like that type of film. Um, there's, there's probably a few of them, but the, I think this is on the cusp, isn't it? As regards to, I want to say modern. It's fifty-two years old. This film, for Christ's sake. <laughs> but it's. But you do get what I mean. It's yeah. it, it's not like a 1930s Gone with the Winds. It's no, a, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it pro- it's probably up there. I, I'm quite shocked I've never seen it before. I, I You know, it's the two lead car- actors in it are, are two that I enjoy watching. Yeah. 
You know, I love Gene Hackman. Um, Rob Schneider, not Rob Schneider, what's his name? Roy Schneider. Roy, yeah, not Rob. It would have been a different film if Rob was in there. <laughs> um, yeah, you can't so, do it, Popeye. You can't do it. I, yeah, I, so it's probably up there. It's one that I am surprised I've never seen. I'm surprised Adam's never seen it, given how much yeah. of a massive film Buffy is. Yeah, it's just one of those one of those like hyper famous films that just kind of never really watched. Even though I've seen a couple of freaking films, and I really I love his work and stuff. I've just this is the one I've weirdly the one I've just never watched. So let's ask a question then that we don't normally ask because there's three of us who haven't seen it before. Did it live up to the hype f- for you, Adam? I, you guys go first and come back to me last because I, I, I'd rather like go through you guys first. <laughs> you, must, you must test the water, Ev. I, I, Adam's prepared a monologue for this, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just interested to hear the you know, the score out of ten at the end. Did it? Have you got a score, Ad? Yeah, I got a score. Yeah. I, I no. I'm just going to let you know now that I know no, no, no. No. his opinions and thoughts, but I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, let's go for let's go for Andrew and Evan first. I want to hear your opinions first. I always go first. Go on, Ev, because I reckon if I go first, I might sway you. <laughs> yeah, Evan's the best one. Go first. It won't surprise you to hear I did this in two sittings. Um, I'm g- no, no. I, 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 this, I say that because I'm glad I did. Because if I would have if I would have gone through the fir- if I, if I would have watched it. All last night, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much as I did this morning when I watched the, when I watched the um, uh, the la- I say the last hour. Also, um, yeah, I think it, it's it was a slow it, it was a slow starter for me, but I think it, it's once we'll talk talk about it in a minute. But but once 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 it starts to sort of pick up speed, I think it was really good. Um. So, yes and no, in 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 response to your question. <laughs> I don't really can't even remember what my question was. Did it live up to the hype? Uh, right, yeah, that's fine. Um, so for me, ooh, where do I go with this? I enjoyed the movie. I watched it in one sitting. I will admit, as I was just said, it is it is a bit of a slow burn. I did have to remind myself that this movie is 52 years old. So there's elements of it I think are dated. But what I like about it... it I, I'm going to say something now, but it's going to sound a bit odd. It's it's a little bit like a documentary. In the sense of like a, a film crew of following them, if that makes any sense. But... And I like that. And I like that like quite flow of the movie. Um... I, I did think it was going to be this amazing ah, movie. I don't think it was for me, but maybe if I'd watched it, if I was born earlier and I watched it when it came out, maybe I, I would have had that feeling. But but I I did really enjoy it and I did think it was a really enjoyable movie. Fair enough. Ad? I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, right? I, I, I watched this the other night. So I, I, me and Prog went to watch Enter the Dragon in the cinema first. We went out, and then I got home, and I never usually do this because, like, um, I don't. Because I, usually when we rewind the movies, I watch the films on the Tuesday nights. But um, I was just in bed. Liz fell asleep, and I was like, I'm just going to chuck on French Connection and probably won't watch it all. 
I'll probably watch like 10 minutes of it and just like get tired. Uh, I watched it all the way to the end in one go. I'm not lying right now, right? This is one of the best films I've ever seen in my life, man. I'm not, I'm not joking right now, right? Wow. My, my I, I honestly ten... thought he was going to go the other way. <laughs> yeah, my, my, score, my score for this film is a complete perfect 10 out of 10. From the first second it started through to the end, I was just like, this film is f***ing incredible, man. And it, that, it has made my top 10 of all time. It, like, it's not my favourite movie ever, but it is in my top 10 of all time. This is like, I think this is a, an example of the perfect movie, personally, along with The Exorcist. Do you guys opinion. understand now why he sent out that message about doing our top ten lists? Well, it, it, ah. it, what threw me about it, right? Because he said, have you seen this movie yet? And I thought, ah, oh, he's, he's going to slate it, he's not, he hasn't liked it. And then he sent out the top ten list. Um, so for the listeners or the viewers, Adam sent a message to say, I think we should do our top 10 movies when we next meet up. And um, this is on a WhatsApp um, message, obviously. And um, I was just thinking back to that time where we did something. Either our top X movies, progs, did we do like our top movies of the 80s, 90s and whatever? And it, it went on, it was like three hours. No, no, it was me, you and Adam, and we did our top ten films of the last ten years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a long one. <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was on the same um, sort of length as our original Under Siege. Yeah. But, like, it's, the reason I love this so much, though, is because, like, it's weird. Because me and Prog had, this, had, a, had, a, had a discussion the other day about, like, how it was me saying that I hate, I pretty much hate most TV made in Britain these days. Like, um... I, I hate the way it's all shot and stuff, and it's like there's no there's no grit to anything and stuff, and like there's no there's everything feels like a fake thing, but like this film, that documentary approach, which is ap- which is absolutely what Friedkin did. He was one of the first. I think he was one of the early, one of the early directors to kind of bring a documentary approach to making a movie. It just gives the film like this ultra realism, and like it's just I thought it was I just it was a masterpiece, man. Fudge me, it was a masterpiece. I was like. Wow, I was just I was spellbound by this film at the end. I was like, I thought I loved it all. I, I was like, um, it went by like that. It went. The film wasn't long enough. I wanted another hour. I wanted to stay in that world for another hour and um, hang out with um, Popeye and uh, you know Rob Schneider and uh, Roy Schneider. I made the same mistake then. Roy Schneider and all that, you know. But um, yeah. <laughs> we should just call him Rob. We know where yeah. we are then. I wanted to hang out with Deuce Bigelow and um, Popeye. <laughs> but, uh, movie. I just loved it. I thought it was. I, I love a good. Um, I love a procedural sort of like um like I love things like the wire and um I love a good like um really really you know um matter of fact crime film or TV show and this just ticked all the boxes for me I just thought it was great really good movie Pro can I ask you that question then in if you can remember back to when you watched it you probably would have had some inkling of you know that it was re- um thought of as a very good film can you remember if you thought if you were sort of like blown away by it? Well, when I watched it, I think I was late teens. So I don't know if you boys are the same, but when when you're younger, because you're, you're more impressionable, it's like I was going through the best picture Oscars nominees lists and going, oh, that one, no, that was nominated. I should watch that, or I should watch this. That was the type of stuff that I was doing when I was really getting into films because, you know, believe it or not, at a certain 
time in your life, you're thinking the Oscars are the be-all and end-all of decision-making on what's good or what's not. Um, so I understood that this was supposed to be, you know, a great film, but I didn't, I wasn't aware of the, the reverence that, like, you know, reviewers had for it or, you know, we're talking before the internet kicked off, really, and we saw it. It's not like I could go online and see... I don't know who's a big reviewer then. Roger Ebert, say, uh, Do you, wanna... you know, giving it giving it four out of four, and then saying how good it is. You know, you're not looking at stuff like that. But um, I wouldn't. When I first when I did watch it, I wasn't blown away by it. I just remember finishing watching it and going, "Yeah, that was that was pretty good actually. I'm I'm glad I watched that. That was about it. I think that's why I never went back to it because." <laughs> I preferred The Exorcist. I thought The Exorcist was his better film. But we watching this again yesterday, I don't know about that anymore. I think this might actually be the better film. And that's, I, I, see, the thing is, both this and The Exorcist are in my top ten ever. And, like, I don't know, man. I, can't, I, I think The Exorcist is a more accomplished film than this one, personally. Mm. But... Jesus Christ! The the two ten out of ten movies. Tell you what, I've in, tell you what I just did though. Uh, quite interestingly, I just googled the forty fourth Academy Awards. Do you know what else was up for the Oscars that year against this? What year was it? But well, nineteen seventy one was it? Seventy two. Nineteen seventy one Oscars, yeah. So this was released in nineteen seventy, and it was the seventy one Oscars, no, or it was no. released in seventy one, and it was the seventy two Oscars. Seventy two Oscars. Right. So it's before Godfather then. Yeah. Yeah, my, another... my, my I'm a bit sketchy at 70s films around this time. There's Go a um, just uh, well, Fiddler on the Roof, uh, the Last Picture Show by um, Bogdanovich. Um, I've never seen this one, Nicholas and Alexandra, and the other one, which is also a 10 out of 10 Stone Cold classic, A Clockwork Orange. Ah, okay, so, you know. It had eight nominations, didn't it? And it won five of them. Yeah. He was up against... Um, the only... Sorry, Evan. I was just going to say, he, he, was up oh, against no. the, he was up against the same director of every film, except for John uh, Schlesinger, who did Sunday, Bloody Sunday. And obviously, he won the year before for Midnight Cowboy, or the year after. Did he win 1974 for Midnight Cowboy? Who's the poor bugger of the film that missed out there? Eh? Uh, Nicholas and Alexandra didn't get an Oscar nom. So so it ended up having eight nominations and it won five for Best Picture, Best Actor in Hackman, Best Director, Best Film Editing, Best Adapted Screenplay, and then there was also nominations for um, Schneider for Best Supporting Actor, Best Cinematography, can't even really say the word, Um, and then Best Sound Mixing, which we'll come on to sound in in a a little bit. Mm. So, actually, shall we move on to um, fear of aspect? And I, I'll jump in on that. And um, I, <laughs> I did like the score to the movie. I thought it was quite um, dramatic, but at the same time, it was very much in your face. It, I at times I thought I was in a jazz club. Mm-hmm. I I was what? like, what what's going on here? It, it it's loud, and it was just like what. But um, I I did like that about it. Um, I tell you the bit that got me, 
and just for it being loud, and I was just like, what's going on? When Popeye is chasing what he calls Frog One, so the main French guy, what's his name, is it? Charnier. Yeah, when he's chasing, not chasing, when he's you know, going through the streets with him and then they, they finally go to the subway. Um, <laughs> the music at that point, I, I was like, well, the hell's going on here? But um, yeah, I did like it. So that was that was composed by Don Ellis. But I, I thought, yeah, what he brought to like the tension on the screen was really good. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go on, go on. Yeah, my favorite aspect for me is just like, just, again, like the world building. Like I loved the, uh, I loved, I loved, I, I loved the fact that like, the film is about two bad guys against each other as well. Because Popeye is a dick. He's a horrible person, <laughs> and like that's he is though, isn't he? And, and also yeah. Frog One is a horrible person as well. And like, and then I just love at the end of it when like, obviously Frog One is the only one who gets away. You just forever just like, well, you know. Even if even if Popeye won, would that have been a just sort of victory anyway? Like you know, it's it's great, man. I love I love like the moral ambiguity sort of slant on it and stuff. I thought it was I thought it was great. Like if, uh, um, but yeah, the I would just say the um the world. My favorite thing of this movie was I felt like like I I love things like Taxi Driver and like seventies movies to just really take you into that city. And more so than Taxi Driver, I felt like, my God, I've really seen the the the, the crappy end of New York City, like right now. You know what I mean? Like that was well, that's, New York, that's what all of New York was like back then, though, wasn't it? But like, but like, it was just so cool to see, like, because usually, like, films from that era, they always like, you know, they filmed on set, so they picked nice looking locations. Not that one. That was just like, we are taking you to the the gulliest parts of New York ever, and you know, it's it's like it's like a proper like um. It's like it's like a snapshot of time, man. It's it's amazing to watch. It's like it's absolutely fascinating, you know. There were some sh- scenes which I think you can clearly see that they didn't have any permits, you know. So the people around them weren't actors. They well, they were like the, the heart and soul of New York City. I I wonder what we're all gonna say is our favorite scene of this movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is like a which is famously the scene they didn't get permits for, isn't it? You know what I mean? But. Uh, I think it's quite obvious what we're all going to say for that, but uh... well, I tell you now, I'm not. Well, so yeah, we'll come to, we'll come to that in a moment. Um, Ev, favorite aspect? Um, I I got a few. Um, so when they're going to when they're going to France in like the like the early seventies, it just like for for any any Welsh rugby fans listening watching out there, it just reminds you of Grand Slam. <laughs> the um and I just I just I just love all love all like the you know France in the seventies and stuff like that I, I I love all that um the di- the dialogues is very realistic and like what you were, what you were saying and about like being a documentary it almost it almost feel feels that way especially when in one scene where where the FBI guy who who gets murdered at the end I can't remember his name um he's talking with Simonson. And just bit and Simonson's trying to calm him down, say, look, you know, do us a favor, do us a favor, just work, just work with them and all that lot. And you know that that I found was quite real, realistic and almost like like any other workplace as such. Um, and also with, I've, I'm not going to go into full cast mode, but a little, um, go on, a little sort of, you no, know, a little sort of cameo. Um, the 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 girl group who's singing at the club. Is um are the three degrees, and oh, the 
Yeah. So Sheila Ferguson, I think her name is the um, that. the lead singer, obviously from that. reality TV and all that lot. So that's a sharp eye. <laughs> I had to look it up. To be honest, I thought I recognised that face from somewhere. But but um, what what you were saying about like about having like proper gritty scenes and stuff like that, like like the scene at the start where they're bringing the um they're bringing the black the black guy back through um through like the alleyways and like all the um in between all the you know the the knockdown houses and stuff that reminds us a bit of a of a scene in live and let die the bond film um when when rod when roger moore is um he's he he's basically um Oh, the, Mr. Big's henchmen or whatever—they're taking him round the round round the back of the um, back of the restaurant and stuff like that. And they're going to kill him in the alleyways and stuff like that. It, uh, to be honest, it, it it reminded us so much. I thought it was actually the same location. I don't know if it is, but it might, it might have been. You never know. Yeah, it I tell you know you're saying about it being gritty. I, I tell you what I noticed: there were so many cigarettes thrown on the floor, just like every scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, flicking it on the floor, it's just like what's. <laughs> I I I think also as well because you don't see a lot of smoking in films these days, mm. so when you see like a like a, a gritty seventies type movie, where, you know, and you know there's drugs all out everywhere on this in this as well, it, it it is good, it is really good. Um, the other thing I noticed, no one sleeps in this movie. Apart from that one scene where Popeye seems to pick up that girl after he's, um, she's cycling about, I don't know, like 7 o'clock in the morning. Or whatever. After he's yeah. had an all-nighter. Well, he can barely yeah. walk. He's, he's driving home, and I thought, ah, oh, he's going to hit her, you know. <laughs> maybe he did, and that's what his pickup was. He hit her up. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. He is a, a shag of mine, didn't he? I was, how is he getting her? I was like, ah, oh, you, he's, he's got to have the gift of the gab tenfold on that, like. Well, right. Flash the badge. Yeah. Can we play a game here? How old do you reckon Gene Ackman was when he was I, I, I know, because I've got the same point as oh. you, probably. Is, it, is this going to be, um, like, you know, he's really young, but then he looks really old? Like, he's, like in 20, all uh, that... He's 24 years old in this. Ev, 20, 24? No, 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 Ev, he's your age, mate. What? Now? Wiley, when he was filming yeah. this, he was 40. Yeah. He's 40 no, he's 41. I'm, I'm no, it was released in seventy one, so we would have filmed in seventy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's forty, forty one, right? So that's yeah. whatever. Eh? Yeah. And so I got a little note there saying, right, it's a year younger than me. I was again, Jesus. Do I look as old as Gene Hackman? You <laughs> you would have if you kept doing triathlons. Oh yeah. my I, word. I will say I will say, is that old thing in it? Like people in the seventies and the eighties, they just look older. Like that's just how it goes. Like you know what I mean? They just <laughs> We it's have just this conversation all the time, do we? Like, yeah, I just um, find it fascinating, though. The fair to Gene Ackman, though, he's about, he's bloody 90, how old is he now? 92, 90, I think he is. 93, 93 years old he is, I just look, I'm looking at it right now. And fair play to him, what a, I know he's got a horrible reputation as being a, a bit of an arsehole to work with, but what an actor, brilliant oh, actor. Because like, like, there's, 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 a, there's a wealth of stories of him being an absolute pain in the ass, but like, Every film he's in, I'm always, like when we watched Unforgiven a few weeks ago, he's just like mitt, like an immense actor. You know what I mean? I'm gonna give some love to Roy Schneider as well. I every time I see Roy Schneider in a film, I think he's a good actor. I think he's underrated personally. 
Do you know that scene you were on about just now, or Evan was, when they um, chased down that the black dude at the very beginning? I thought, see, that they were playing good cop, bad cop off each other. And they weren't. It was just Popeye's character is, re- is really, like, as you Adam said, he's not a nice guy. Um, and, yeah, he just wanted to kill him. Like, and then Roy's, like, holding him back. What's, and Roy's what's the Roy? Well, I know, exactly. What's his character called? He, he's got, like, a nickname. Is it, like, Cl- Clubby Cloudy. or Cloudy? Cloudy, I thought it was. Like, is, yeah. it, is it real? Like, the thing, what I loved about, obviously, he is a, he is a very ugly character, uh, Popeye is, but what I loved about the sort of caricature or that uh, the way that was written is just like I just love it. Like it's almost as if like his his sort of thing for getting these drugs off the street is more just like it's more to me. It felt like more of just his disdain and hatred for like the streets and just how much he hated it all. And like you know, and like, you know, he's he's a pretty. Let's just let's get the let's get the cat out of the bag. He's a pretty racist man as well. Though. Obviously, we got the uh, the famous line which has been removed from. Um, the versions on Disney. Did you, if you guys watched it on Disney Plus, you might have had a cut line. I, I had um, in full blown N word. Yeah. yeah, but obviously <laughs> that was on that, that was on Disney Plus as well. Do you know when it got said? Did you turn the TV down? And I, I was I was just a bit shocked. I was like, what? <laughs> well, well, you know, there's some thing because there's a Friedkin had a bit of trouble with him with that because famously, um, Gene Hackman refused to say that dialogue, and Friedkin had to like proper like. Put his foot down and be like, no, no, no. This is the character. You know, this is what he's like. And um, but yeah, I think they've cut it out of some versions now. You can watch it without omitted from the film. But I, I, I gotta be honest, man. If you, it's, it's, it, you gotta keep that in the movie because, like, I think I was talking to Prog about this the other day. It's like, um, or I was talking to someone about it who'd also seen the movie. But like, um, it, it was a different time in the seventies. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying there aren't racist cops now, but racism is more kind of underneath. It seems like a bit more underneath and not admitted to these days. But back then. It was just like, you know, they'd say slurs and stuff like that, and it's like, that's what it was like back then for a lot of cops. Not all cops, but like for for quite a few, um, there was that sort of us versus them mentality and stuff. And um, you know, it's, it's interesting to go back and watch that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's you know, it's, just, it's historically important, in my opinion. Anyway, mm. so I don't think you should cut that out of the movie. Prog, did you give a favourite aspect? No. What is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually really liked how procedural the the film felt in terms of from the the hunch that Popeye has that something is going on to them investig then investigating the the shop to then finding out about the the heroin deal. I liked how it played out. Like it's almost like this police officer he knows the streets so well that when something doesn't sit well with him, and obviously, I I also like the fact that they did make it implicit in the film that his hunches are not always correct and they don't always work out. But we in this film, his hunch did work, and we got to see it from start to finish on how they work as a pair, but also. I, I don't know I don't know what it was, but I know Ev says he he wasn't keen on the first hour, but I once they started following people, I found that fascinating. Watching how they did it, and I like the elements of do you know when like Popeye is standing opposite the restaurant and it it gives the impression that he's there for like hours in the freezing cold, 
and he's trying to keep himself warm and Roy Schneider's character brings him something to eat. And I just, I really felt it when I was watching it about how tiring and monotonous that work could be. But also, I think from Popeye's character, you could tell how, what's the word? Obsessed a police officer can become when they are the ones that get the intuition that something's going on and then it looks like it's going to be proved right. You can't let it go. And I got that completely from the film. Question for you, Prog. Um, we watched a film a while ago, um, which was another sort of quite a bit more of a bit more fantastical. But like, um, how would you compare the? I know I pretty much know what your answer is going to be to this. How would you compare compare the? Um, what's the word I'm looking for now? Um, the stakeout scenes in this to dragged across concrete. <laughs> well, t why don't you give them my answer if you think you know what it is? No. With me, there's a there's a really good director, right, called S. Craig Zig. What's his name? S. Craig Zar or something. His name is um, I, I forgot his full name now, but um, he did a film called um, uh, Brawl in Cell Block Ninety Nine, and it's brilliant. Me and Prog. It's a great film. Me and Prog watched his follow up film called Dragged Across Concrete, which is Vince Vaughn, brilliant actor, and Mel Gibson, even better actor, as two sort of like um, like quite hard edge sort of like um like old-fashioned cops that are on this huge stakeout and my god that film drag it really did drag across concrete that film did because the stakeout scenes go on forever and it's just like but this film is like almost like this is how you do a good stakeout sort of stuff mm. in, in a movie and it is just like tens of minutes of just gene hackman stood around in a doorway and it's like this is fascinating to watch drag the cross concrete or that's a horrible title to say did it wrong, you know what I mean? So, was my opinion. Yeah, but I also think Friedkin's approach to how, like we've mentioned the documentary feel, I think that does help the the style and the film of the of, of the feel of the film uh, play out in a in a in a more what's the word palatable way. Like it allows the the stakeouts and the you know them following everyone. Like that scene where Gene Ackman is getting on and off the sub the the train with Frog One, like that's fa I I just think that was fast because it's like I was like I was watching I was thinking Gene come on but he knows you're there like just you may as well just go and stand next to him because he knows what's going on. I just love the um, walk in walk off walk in walk yeah, off. Yeah. Sort of it was funny that bit was. It was really good. But uh, can I just one last thing um, in yeah. the restaurant? That that food looked amazing. It's, it's a really good scene in the sense of the contrast of the you know you got Popeye outside freezing his nuts off, having to have a bit of pizza, um, <laughs> and obviously they're eating I don't know snails to start. Yeah, oh. yeah, the, like Michelin star sort of um, food. <laughs> Did you see the Did you see the color on the on the on oh, the beef as they were cutting? That, that's oh, it looked amazing. Bit, bit of steak or whatever it was, awesome. Can I, can I just jump in here a second, guys? Because we have another, we have the potential for another food from the films coming up. I can see it right now. Who's your Who here has tried snails? No, I haven't. I have. I 
I really liked them. I didn't expect to like them as much as I did. I went to Paris and just... then like... Can I just say that on our on our night out, we did say that Andrew and Evan needed to step their game up with this uh, food. Oh, I'm quite, I'm quite happy. They, yeah. they haven't done a thing yet. I've done now. This was nixed off the podcast a while ago, but I did the apple pie and cheese from Taxi Driver. I bravely did that. I no need one to else find joined that me. Recording. No one, no one else joined me on that one. I'm happy to redo the apple pie and cheese. And, and like you know if you guys do it again because I'd love to see reactions but also snails I reckon that should enter as well because I've tried snails and I thought they were delicious I, did you I have them like, like out of the shell or did you were they like fried in anything you were like, no, no, like no, a batter no. or something oh, well I had them in France I had them in I actually but I have seen them in like supermarkets in the in like little and stuff since but I've never bought them when I've been in this country but when I had them abroad they're sort of like um, you get the little you get the shell and um, they're kind of is they're kind of cooked in garlic garlicky sort of butter, if that makes sense. And then you get like a little fork and you kind of dig them out, and they look horrendous when you look at them because you are look you are facing a snail, an actual snail sort of corpse. But then you pop it in your gob, and it 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 does taste like um, a scallop or garlic prawn. It, it is quite tasty. It, it's like. As soon as you get over the mental barrier of being a snail, you're actually like, that is delicious. It's like yeah, seafood. but I, I'd eat octopus and stuff like that, so that, I don't think a snail would bother me. Honest, honestly, if you can eat octopus and prawns and scallops, you can eat snails. Like Because I hear people going all the time, I can't ever eat that. I was like, you can. If you eat those three foods I just mentioned, you will enjoy snail if you can get over the mental barrier. i got to be careful what I say here, but um, I quite like a cockle. <laughs> 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 and that doesn't look the, the greatest. That Cockle, was the best. I said. That was the best time not to mispronounce something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like right, come on, let's move on. What have we got as regards to favourite scene? I well, I'm sure then by what Adam said that you three may have a similar one, but I'm assuming you're talking about the car chase against the train, Ad. Oh, all day, every day. That is the best scene. That's the um, that's the sort of like centerpiece of the movie. You know what I mean? I, I love. I and also it's it's probably the best car chase I've ever seen. It's like because. That is really what would happen in a car chase in real life, because Christ alive, there's none of this like cars ducking in and out of each other. He crashes into every car on that street, like you know what I mean. And also, it's like I just love like um, I love the hitman on the tra- on the train, and he's like it's in such a desperate situation. Amazing sequence of the movie, great. It was like that's like I thought that was the crown and jewel of the film, and like I love that, and 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 it's and it's um. Stayed faithful to its documentary style as well, which made it even more engrossing. I agree 100% with Adam, and I realised last night that this is the film that ruined car chases for me. In the sense of it's it's up there and nothing can compete? I'm I'm with Adam. I think this is the best car. There's only one other film I I can think of off the top of my head that where a car chase, I've actually enjoyed watching it, and that was in Ronin. So, yeah, and I, I think in Ronin they film right. it in a similar way to French Connection. So maybe it's something to do with the style of the car chase, the, how it's filmed. But yeah, last last night I was just yeah that that five minute sequence is great. I even started with the sniper on the roof because I remember when I first watched the film, I remember thinking, "What the hell is going on? They just they basically just killed a mother who was pushing a pram." Well, he's just. Sniper in the sense of not seeing what's around him, but hell of a shot because if it hadn't hit her, it would have hit Gene Hackman. 
Do you know, I thought about that, right? But if he's got his eye to that lens, and it's a sniper lens, he's not seeing anything else outside of that lens. He's just following Gene Hackman. So he's yeah, not going to see the mother until the last minute. I get what you're saying. Us watching the film, it looks like he's he's awful at his job. But if he's doing his job properly, he's not going to have any sense of what's going on around him. And this is me saying it. Who's probably never? I've never shot a sniper rifle in my life. So you know, what do I know? Your 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 version of shooting a gun is duck hunt on the net. Yeah, yeah, zapper. And even then, I used to just go right up to the screen. So it just would yeah. kill it anyway. What was that oh, other just... one you had? Was it gumshoe or gum? Gumshoe, yeah, yeah. You had to shoot yeah. the guy and he jumped over things. Yeah, yeah. I am. Um... While we're talking away, I just got a list up from IGN of the top ten best car chases of all time. Do you want me to rattle them off quick because I do yeah, sometimes quick yeah, yeah, Um I fundamentally massively disagree with the last couple, but I do agree with quite a few of them. Uh, number ten, Mad Max Fury Road. I'm sorry, but it should have been Mad Max Two. Um, no, Mad Max Fury Road is great. But... You, you, the problem is you hate that film, so I, maybe no, you no, can't no. see past that. No, I, love, I love. I like. I no, I do enjoy Fury Road. I just. I just. It's I just not a Mad Max film. I, I just refuse to acknowledge it as a Mad Max film. That's. It's just a Furiosa movie. We have um, to do it every time that film is mentioned. <laughs> because I need everyone to know that as much as possible, right? I, I, I'm going to have a T-shirt. I'm going to have a tattoo of that on my forehead one day. Right, and come on. Should num- just, number nine. Ad, hang on a minute now. Ad, you should just mention the film. And then Andrew, when he's editing, he can just put a disclaimer up on the screen saying <laughs> what you actually think of it. So we don't have to listen to it ever again. We'll just have one clip we reuse over and over again. The narrator just comes in and just yeah. goes, yeah, I he did not like help. it. I can't help it. Number nine is Bullet with, obviously, Mr. McQueen. Yeah. Um, uh, number eight, The Vanishing Point. Really good movie. I've never, seen it. It. I've never seen um, it. Yeah. Seven. Oh, Blues Brothers. Um, yeah. Okay. I can sort of see that. I I know the one. They're going through the shopping mall and things, aren't they? Is it? Um, is it never... No, no. It's the last one. It must be the last one. When when every police car in in like the the whole state area is chasing them and, they, oh, and they're going yeah. through um, Chicago. Can I make a confession? Have you never seen Blues Brothers? No. Uh, well, oh my God. I think I genuinely think they're on about. Yeah, but I've watched I, I, French I, I, Connection before, so they. <laughs> no, but like, I'm gonna say right now, I've I reckon they're on about the the mall chase scene because I think because they shot that in a real actual mall or something, didn't they? They filmed it in a real mall and actually crashed cars through shops and stuff. It does look pretty cool. I haven't seen that film in Donkey's Years, Blues Brothers though. I, I have seen it before though. Um, I've never heard of this film. So I had to Google what the poster looked like. If anyone, I, I have a weird feeling Prague would have heard of this for some reason. Condor Man at number six. Oh, you're the Condor oh, Man. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never seen Mike, it. I have heard of Michael, it. Michael Crawford, is it? That's, that's right. Yeah, I've never some, some others do have him. Yeah, Frank Spencer. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's listed as a guilty pleasure. Um, number five, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. It's got a, that is a good chase scene. Um, the motorbike and the and the um, and the truck is it? This is well, it'd be the truck and the and the oil tanker or something, wouldn't it? Right now, bear in mind, like, all right, the mm. last four on this, the last four in this list is a travesty, right? Now, I, I want the listeners to know this doesn't reflect our opinions on car chases at all. This next four is an absolute travesty because they leave out so many good films. 
Number four is Death Proof. Okay. Number four is Death Proof. Okay, it's a good crap film, but it's got some good car chases. Still not worthy of number four. Number three is The Matrix Reloaded. Decent enough. Oh, they do. Good. That's the motorway, isn't they? Yeah. With, with the ghosts, and they go from one car into the other. Yeah. That, that bit is... I like that. Well, I did like it at the time. But, yeah, but that, um... that's not an exciting car chase for the car chase. That's an exciting car chase for the fighting sequences. Yeah. Add? What else? This... um. No, number two, right, um, has probably meant I won't. I will never take anything IGN say seriously ever again in my life. It's that bad of an entry, because it's not. A, it's not a. It's not. A, it's not. It doesn't deserve to be in the same ranks as anything. Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Is it like what the are they No, well, that's, that's, that's the first one. That's, 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 that's the first the, one. Oh. Yeah, Phantom Menace. Yeah. Attack of the Clones. Is, it, is are they on about the the start? Where they're chasing after the um, the changeling in the city. Are they on about this? Are they on about in the sky? The yeah, It just says another happy landing. Uh, Attack of the clones. I can't be bothered to read the gigantic blurb of it, but like, I, I'm just never ever taking IGN seriously ever again. Now, number one, I agree, it's a good chase scene, and it, there's a lot of effort into it. But the films they've left out to so include this Fast Five. So, hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, Italian job ain't in it? Nope. No French Italian connection. job, no Ronin, no uh, French connection. No, no, no Raid 2, no, um, no, no Metro with Eddie Murphy, nothing. Nothing. No Gumball, no Gumball Rally? Gum, that no, whole no film is a, is, a is a chase scene. Oh. Would, you no class, would you class Indiana Jones as a chase sequence? With the tank? No, not the, t- the first no. film. Raiders of yeah, the Lost Ark. With the tank and on the horse. No, that's oh, Last no, no, the first film, where he's getting the arc, he's getting to the arc when they leave. Is that a chase scene? Is that a car chase? Because he gets the van that the, the arc is in, and then he's throwing everyone out, isn't he? I suppose that's not a chase scene, maybe. What, what about <sighs> Temple of Doom? You've got, like, the mi- the mining car scene. <laughs> you're stretching it there, Liv. Hey, it's, it's better than Attack of the Clones, at least. I know, I'm, not yeah. a big, I'm not an Indiana Jones fan, really, but at least Spielberg filmed it practically <sighs> and not just like a bunch of crap CGI floating around everywhere. I've just had a look at a couple now, right? Um, gone in 60 seconds. I, I, both of them, mm. older one and, and the newer one. Um, yeah. Baby Driver. Yes. Some of the greatest modern the, chase scenes, I think. The start of that is amazing, yeah. Have you guys seen the Raid 2? I know Prague has, but have you both seen the Raid 2? Like, there's no, a car no. chase scene in that film which took 72 days to film. It is incredible, that's, that chase scene. It is like, even if you don't like the film, the, that chase scene is like a, a masterpiece of a chase scene, right? And for that to not make the list, I'm like, what are you talking about, IGN? In, in fairness to the Matrix one, I remember reading an article where they said they spent five million dollars on that chase scene. Yeah, no, I can. That's what I mean. No, I don't have a problem with the other entries, but it's just like it's the ones they've left out, and the fact they have Attack of the Clones in there that's annoyed me. I'm like, what are you talking about? Ah, can I, sorry, but can I ask you what, what what's Vanishing Point again? Because the name that film rings a bell. 
It's the film where the guy takes a lot of speed and drives from like one state to the other. And um, uh, the the reason the name rings a bell is because uh, Primal Scream made an album off it. Um, they made an album called Vanishing Point, which uses samples from the movie. But it's is like it, a, is it a film movie. from the seventies? Yeah, it's like a proper little seventies sort of. It's what Tarantino nicked loads from for Death Proof and stuff. Yeah, I have seen it, and I think you might have seen it as well, if because it would have been on uh, Movie Draw. Movie Draw. I'm just looking at it now. It's, um, yeah, they're in a white car, and it looks familiar. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of it. It's like I, I've seen. I saw when I, I saw it years ago, but it's something to do with him. He either takes a load of speed, and he's driving from one state to the other in in a time limit, or he's delivering a load of speed as well. I haven't seen it since I was younger, but um, I always thought it was a great movie. Uh, really yeah. good chase. Yeah. Sorry, one last one to mention. What about Speed? Would you class that as a chase film? Like, I know no. it's not a car chase, but it's action movie on the road, isn't it? With that bus. Yeah, but they're not chasing anything, are they? Unless, unless you count... Unless you count Keanu in the in the Porsche at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you be really going back to French Connection if that was you a car that he just commandeered? Yeah. You have to then go and pick it up from the police impound, and it's like <laughs> every side of it's wrecked. I know. What's the rules on that then? Have they got to sort your car out for you? Well, I so this is one of my changes, but I'll mention it here. Um, given that they put together a car back together within four hours, um, it's a hell of a body shop they got running there, or a hell of a mm. garage. So, um, yeah. Hey, I, I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, that car comes out of the garage and is sparkling brand new. The only thing I will say is is that, and this is in defence of the police body shop, is that when they took the car apart initially, nothing was broken or dented or, you know, they, everything was fresh, wasn't it? Well, they were ripping... Um... They were ripping fabric and things, though, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, yeah but you can done that back down, can't you? It, the thing is, the guy's the guy's job is to like search cars, and if there's nothing in there, he has to put that back together. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think that is like that is the profession of the guy. You know, he's trained in doing that sort of thing. Probably has material spare, spare materials around. So, Evan Prog was the chase scene you were favourite scene. It was mine as well. Yeah, um, it was one of mine, but it it was it was probably number three on the on the list. Come no, I say, say number get, I say number two. Give us your other one then. So n- number three was um, was the shakedown scene, where my, where he's... my, my favourite scene. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Oh, when when he... you say the shakedown scene, which one? Sorry. When he when he's um, he's speaking to a snitch in the back. Yes, in the bar. Yeah, I, I love yeah. that the, how that um, scene twisted, in yeah, the yeah. sense of the you know the playing ball out in the bloody um, in the bar and wrecking everyone's drugs. And I didn't see that twist, and maybe I should have seen it, but yeah, he goes yeah. in and that's his snitch. Well, or was it an undercover cop? I, I, I couldn't work out Oh, I thought it was an undercover cop. Yeah. I, oh, I thought it could have been yeah. one or the other. But I yeah, thought, I I thought he... that was a really, really good scene. Um, yeah, I think he was an undercover cop, because he seemed, he seemed quite, like, um, switched on and, like, you know, the old thing when he was, like, he had to take a punch in the gob and stuff to go back out. It just seemed like an undercover. So it's, And also, um, you... I don't think Popeye would be that considerate to a snitch. I think he saw, I think he hates low lives and criminals so much. He wouldn't have been as, he'd only he'd uh-huh. only show that respect to another cop. 
Yeah. You know? Well, there's my scene anyway, so we don't need to talk about it. What's your top scene then, Ev? Um, mine's the 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 surveillance scene with um with Alan and um and Boca, where where they where I think I think it's the 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 three of them I think where where you see like the the interplay between like between Popeye how he's how he's got got him at one point but then like he he stays where he is and then you find out if you, you find out um uh buddy i think his name is or cloudy whatever name it um he he goes off and starts following him and it's just that's what keeps it fresh for me um and it it, it was just i i quite liked you know i love a long shot but i quite like the the long shot of when they're when they're eating eating food in the restaurant and you see popeye in the back in the in the background um yeah and it it's it's funny it's a couple of things i picked up about that i'll, I'll mention quickly that when when he's when when he's just sort of trying to keep himself warm and he just walks past a bloke just laying flat on the ground and you don't know yeah. whether he's just whether he has you know died or is unconscious or just homeless and he just doesn't care it's like oh yeah i got bigger fish to fry i i um, i genuinely think right that guy who's lying in that doorway i don't think he's meant to be there i think freaking in the coverage just picks him up and says to gene Ackman, we're using this yeah, yeah. That's yeah, I, I, I got that sense of it. That was a because they filmed it in such a dodgy part of New York. I just felt like, you know, he's probably just found a homeless extra on the floor. But also, like, let's be real. Uh, I mean, we all live in Cardiff, or obviously all around Cardiff. Uh, when we walk through city centre, and you see a homeless guy trashed on the floor, you just f-ing walk past as well. After time, people do like you. You know, I, the amount of times I've walked up. Uh, walked up my street and I've seen like some junkie smacked off his eyeballs just pretty much like all on spice passed out and you just you don't bat an eyelid it's sad but it's true you know what I mean it's like yeah. it's just it's just you're so accustomed to it and mm. imagine like you know New York City's the big that on a bigger scale right apathy but but it's mm. um I think the, next the... time I go out me and Prog me, next time we go for a coffee in town Prog if we see someone smacked out like that we should wake him up and have a chat with him and just make sure they're okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, but I think what what makes yeah. it for me that that scene is that when when they're doing the you know the game of like almost like a hokey cokey like in in the train out the train in, but then you see right at the end that um, Alan uh, goes back into the train, but it's the look that he that he gives him and the little wave. And then, it, then the ca- the the camera goes on goes on pop by trying to trying to trying to chase after the train. I thought that was lovely touch. To be fair, who do Sorry, you Paul. think out of us would be the best at tailing someone? I am going to remove myself from this answer because I stand out like a sore thumb. Uh, probably, I'm not going to say myself because it's it's not cool to do that. I, I I don't know. I reckon. I reckon Evan would be quite good at tailing someone. I reckon Evan's got like that, you know, such a friendly face and stuff. I don't think people could, would suspect you of like. I couldn't. I couldn't move. Fa- I couldn't move fast enough. I'm carrying too much weight. Yeah, but if someone runs, if someone runs. If Evan had to tail someone and they looked at him, he would think that they made him in two seconds. He'd be out. <laughs> he wouldn't be I, able I, to I, carry on. It'd be it'd be like Violet Beauregard, but red. I'd just be. A, Everyone oh, will shit. be looking out the side of his head for the rest of the journey. As someone, as someone who plays a, a constant, constantly plays Hitman on the PlayStation Five, I think I'd be quite good at tailing someone. I've got like I know how to like uh, 
tail people that might be on, might be guarded up and stuff. I could do it. I'd be in the rafters. I'm going to say no. I think Andrew would be the best. I reckon I just got a face so that I scream. Blends in. Bl- bland blends in. And then I, what do you, you look like? Yeah, but the thing is, you're, you're average height. Well, look, you you know, average to upper height. You're average dad. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think I'm average to lower height. Okay, I don't yeah. think I'm average to upper <laughs> height. Let's, let's not put anything out there about that. You've got, that. You've got a non-threatening haircut. You know, your, your, your dress sense is, you know, smartish but casual. I reckon you blend in, but... It's because I'm nondescript. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why you look like <laughs> ten different people. <laughs> I, I want to know why. I, I want to know why I wouldn't blend in. That's the only... Um, oh, that's and, the I want to know. I, look, but... You know I enjoy your flights of fancy, but... You're, you're not... What's the word... I think he'd be a bit too much like Evan, worrying whether he's going to be no. made. Oh. And then, you because you, you know when you're worrying about something, you heighten something else. And he's probably like tiptoeing down the street after him. Like, I like think from paranoia the Pink would be off the charts. Pardon? <laughs> Your paranoia would be off the charts. But also, I I also, I, 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 know, I know I've made a joke about this before and I've left, let, I, I haven't done it for a while. But you are heavy handed. And I reckon if you, had to follow, if you had to follow someone into a, a house or a bar or something like that, they would u- hear you closing the door. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm not that bad. I think I'd be pretty good. And, I, 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 reckon, I reckon I could do it quite well. I know when you're moving around the house, but you're not very light on your feet. No, I, I reckon I could do it. Like, Okay, well, do you think you'd be good at doing it, Prog? No, I don't. I don't. I'm Why more not? than willing to admit that. You know, you know, for a fact later on tonight he's going to be tiptoeing into your room, Prog. Oh, no, win him. He probably hides <laughs> in the living room for an hour and a half in the dark on the off chance that I'm going to walk down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on. Otherwise, this podcast goes on for hours. I have got one scene I want to mention. It's the very, very first scene or the sequence of the film, and it's the French policeman at the very beginning. Yeah, and the way that he gets shot in the face is not something I expected when I first started watching that film. Mm-hmm. I was trying to work out who he was and what what was happening. He gets into his house, he gets his mail, bang, shot in the face. I was like, where did that come from? Yeah, and I think for me, it sort of set the tone of the film then, which was yeah, really good. And didn't it, didn't you find that the that the killer is proper stone cold stone cold that? He gets, he rips the baguette off and then just throws it in the corpse's face. Like, well, he yeah. takes a chunk of the baguette and he tweets for himself. Uh-huh. Yeah, Nikolai, like, or whatever his name is. Yeah, has his food and then go right. Oosh. That baguette <laughs> is like you dead to me. Yeah, he is. He is ruthless. He, he is absolutely ruthless. You know, but uh, I just, I just about like while we were talking, about it, I just photoshopped Prog doing a stakeout while we were talking, no. while we were chatting away. I thought it was a. Uh, I gotta quickly share my yeah, screen. Yeah, Ev doesn't do steak I, I don't know why, but I just thought, like, can you? Add- <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> uh, come do on, now, should we, should we imagine just driving on the street? Do we get to see you? Just seeing that, like, coming, just seeing that poking out of the sunroof coming towards you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna put Prog's face on. No, the stakeout movie on or another stakeout, which is the second <laughs> one. So you're going to put it, his Wright face Fred, on yeah. 
Yeah. Who's um, is it Amelia Estevez in yeah, there as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's my that's my uh, Photoshop that's my Photoshop talent right there. But uh, yeah. uh, that, right, come on then. Off. Let's think about changes. I haven't got anything I'd really change about the film, but I got a number of questions. What have you got, Brog? I got one thing that I would possibly change, and that's Popeye killing the FBI agent at the end. I'm not. I'm not saying I would absolutely change it, but I'm just saying I didn't personally need it to show that Popeye was a conflicting character. That's all I'm saying. I I missed it, and it wasn't until I was looking at some facts afterwards that I realised that he'd done it because he's quite. Oh, you know, like you've shot someone in there. And it's yeah. just like, yeah, he's quite matter-of-fact about it because, and I think that goes back to what Adam said earlier about him potentially not being a very nice person, but he's so focused on yeah. achieving the goal, isn't he? Well, look, because the, 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 the main problem I have with it is that I found it a little bit on the nose insofar as it's the same FBI agent that was complaining about Popeye at the start, shooting and killing another police officer, and yet the same thing happens to him. So I just thought that's a little bit too, like, you know, when you know you tie Convenient. a knot, tie a bow at the end of this thread, and it's just mm. like sometimes I don't I, need that type of stuff. I'm not saying it ruined the film; it didn't at all. I'm just saying that if it hadn't have happened, I wouldn't have missed it. I, I and uh, the last gunshot at the end, it's I don't know. That's not needed anyway because you know what's happened happened with all the characters after that, don't you? I, yeah. I, I I like that bit. I thought I thought that bit was like um, the bit when he kills the FBI. I I, I liked it I, because I I thought it was quite disturbing. Like it was quite like um, I don't know why, but I find like um, like someone accidentally killing someone else, or sometimes scenes like that to be quite upsetting. I tell you, were really upsetting. I'm not going to say which character it is because it'll spoil the film. It could spoil the movie, but if, if you know, uncut gems. It's not the same. It's not a similar thing. But do you know, like you, you know, and you've seen Uncut Gems of a New Frog. Yeah, yeah, great film. Yeah, but you know the um, the the death is, scene is that, that um, Adam Sandler. St- uh, Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, the, yeah, the but do you know what? That... It's quite. It's horrible. It, it just it just make it just goes down your spine. It's like, Ugh. and they had the same sort of vibe in this with the FBI guy. I I would I would ar- I I get what you're saying. I would argue slightly different though, because in Uncut Gems. You're almost leading to that happening. In Uncut Gems, you don't. Ex- I didn't expect that to happen at all because it was so matter of fact. I was just like, "Oh no, no. man, no!" I, I'm not. I'm not saying I expected it. What I'm saying is, is that once it happened, when you look and reflect back on the film, you understand why it happened. That's all. That's I. That's great. all I'm saying. That's a great film, Uncut Gems. We should nominate that one day for we're in the movies. That's a that's a that's a masterpiece movie. That is. What else have people got for changes? Had you got anything? No, I don't have any changes at all. I, I like I said, this, this, it's one of those movies. I couldn't think of anything. You know, I couldn't think of anything I'd change really. Chuck another hour in it. I wanted more. <laughs> I wanted more movie. Shut up! Ever would need another two sit-ins if that was the case. I know. Yeah, I'd still be on it now. To be honest. Um, <laughs> what have you got? Yeah, the score. I yeah, did, you I, didn't like it too no, much. It, yeah, and like the 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 start, like the the first bit of bit of music, it, it was just all over the shop. 
It was just... It was Joseph. You mean the opening credit music? No, not that, but it it was... um... Oh, I'm trying to think what scene it was now. Um, may have been when it when when he was dressed as Santa, trying to trying to chase after the other bloke. Um, I it, it was just it was it was all over the shop. It was yeah, the little little parts of it I, f- I found quite good. Like the I liken it a bit to Hans Hans Zimmer's Dark Knight in terms of it's like. It's like a soul violin just playing the same note, and it's almost building up to a crescendo sort of thing. I quite, I quite like that when it's when it's building tension in a scene, but not like the the obscure jazz. It's it's not for me. Do you think the film would have benefited without any music at all? Like, because um, sometimes I tell you, a TV show that does this. Um, it's not like it's, it's a comedy show, but the thick of it. If anyone's ever seen the thick of it on uh, yeah. BBC from BBC Four, um, doesn't have any score or internal music. But that for me. It makes the show feel more realistic because there's no, there's absolutely, a, there's a complete absolute absence of score, and maybe this film would have been cooler if it had no music at all, except for like the opening credits or something. Who knows? Have you not seen Sick of It, Ev? No, I have. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. Um, yeah, I get what you mean, but I think it's we, we, we sort of analysed this in media studies in college that that they took like one, we took one particular scene. Had no 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 music behind it whatsoever, and then and then played. I can't remember what film it was, but played the scene as it was intended with the music behind it. And I think certain certain scenes you need a bit of background music to bit to to add to it. Oh, but not yeah. yeah absolutely, but not the absolutely. Oh no, I, I'll I'll never not be on board with you on that one. There, I, music is integral to movies. It's like it's it's almost as important as dialogue for movies. You know what I mean? But sometimes some films, they can work without a score. Like, like for example, I now I like the music in French Connection. Like I, I did enjoy the music, but I, 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 but I'm just trying to, you know, be on the same wavelength there. Could this have been one of those rare films that would have worked without any score and just been purely like a documentary, more verity sort of film and just kind of like, because it, it doesn't, it doesn't conform to a lot of conventions of films anyway for that time anyway. Maybe that would have made it a bit more immersive and realistic, and you know what I mean, that sort of stuff. But um, just, just, just my opinion. You're, talk, you're talking about a lot of firsts, then, no? I know, like you talking about, you got the documentary feel of the film, which is one of the first films to do it. Then you're also talking about possibly not having a score at all. Would that have made it feel too much like well, not a film? Well, you know, this film came out at the same time as like all the French New Wave was coming out, wasn't it? So like, and they always did like. Like Jean Luc Godard and um, all that sort of, all those guys. They, I mean, they're not like I don't think their films as entertainers as, as a freaking movie, but they they did they would just run around without permits around Paris and shoot their movies from the hip, like this one as well. So like, um, I I bet there's one of them that doesn't use. I can I can imagine Godard not using music in one of his films. He always did weird experiments like that, you know. But um, just 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 an idea. But uh, you know. Right, I got a couple of things that I wanted to mention. Um, although it's a good scene, do you know when Popeye is staking out the restaurant? Why did he move ever so slightly so he's not in the view of? As soon as you look out the window, he's across the road and he's like there for two, two and a half hours while they have food. I'm going to give um, you one word. Where? Camera. Oh, no, 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 I know why, I know why. But like, if it was a real stakeout, there's... 
technically they've gone in and the, an entrance they're probably going to come out the same one so you just need to be a little bit further down the street not in, not looking at the middle but that is a good shot though I will admit yeah. it's a great shot um, the, there's a slight continuity er, error with the train crash because the train crashes Nikolai or whatever his name is falls down on the floor sort of stumbles back up to his feet and if you look out the window the train is still moving Oh, right. But, okay. uh, but I, I, I'm willing for that to go. But a, a couple of questions that I, I want to ask, right? For £32 million in that car, which is... Is it £32 million in that car, or is it half a million pound in that car? Half a million, wasn't it? Right, yeah, okay. Grand. Okay. Because the, the £32 million that that was mentioned as well, and I was thinking, that's not a lot of money to fit in, like, the... I don't know what those bits of the car are called. Um, and then I, at the very end, Frog One runs away from the car, doesn't he? And I was thinking, for 32 million, would you run away from it? And I, I you know, I, I was torn, I don't know. Like 32, 32 million back then, probably like, I don't know, ha- half a billion pounds now or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the last thing that I've got is. And it's a question because it's something I might not understand. Why do the French guys go to the car auction to get I the know car that... to get the car to to um, to smuggle the the drugs and stuff? But that car comes from France. So are you telling me they buy it in America, take it over to France, to then take it back to America? Yes, because it's, it's... in in that scene, they also point out Sal's brother, don't they? Yeah. And he's like, oh, there's our guy. So are they there just to sort of point out Sal? Or are... I, I, I didn't understand that scene, so I that's th- the the only aspect I got. No, I think what they did was... Oh, I, I mean, I'm just spitballing now. I think they abandon the car or give it to the lot and then they buy it back so that it can't be traced to them coming into the country in the first place. Yeah, it's like... It's almost like a laundering of the car, like yeah. you would money laundering. Yeah. That's what I took it as straight away. I was like, oh, they, I, I got why they were doing it. Do you know what I thought was going to happen? And I, did, I couldn't work out the logistics of it. I thought they were going to leave that car there. The car would have got hijacked by or, or, or stripped by those guys in the street. It would have gone into the police lot. And then they would have they would have picked it up and or someone else would have picked it up. Yeah, but do you, know, would... do you know the guys that were coming around the block looking at the car to strip it? Yeah. They weren't meant to be there. Yeah, no, no, I understand. That's why I was all confused about it all and then why they went to the auction and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's a... Sorry, Ad, what was your um, change? Yeah, it's just a quick one that's all there, right? And this is, this is like, this is like more of like, you know, this would have annoyed me a lot. But imagine, right, the French Connect, isn't that, we're in 1971. It's 1971. Uh, no one has seen the French Connection because it's brand spanking new out. You go to the cinema to watch it, right? And like, you go to the cinema to watch it, right? And like, I know this is the po- and this is the poster. Like, come on! Like, it ruins that. That's a massive spoiler. That poster <laughs> is a spoiler. Like you know, have, I've never you, seen you, that, that, that poster that's, before. That's the main poster you see on Wikipedia, and that's the main uh. poster. That's the poster I remember seeing. So watching it for the first time ever, I'm like, I know he's going to catch him because the famous poster is him getting shot on the steps. So, you know, 
it's still a brilliant scene, but that I'm poster sure. is awful. I'm pretty sure there was another poster of him just running. Yeah, there are a couple of posters, but that's one of the main posters. You know, imagine if, like, I don't know, like, imagine the poster for Empire Strikes Back was, like, Darth Vader with a little speech bubble saying, I'm your father. You know what I mean? It's like, come oh, on. Whoa, whoa, like, whoa spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, if no one's seen Empire Strikes Back, uh, just be careful. But it's, it's just, I, that's my, it's a very, um, it's the marketing of the film changed. Mm. So living on the film itself, just that's an awful poster, I think. Great looking poster, but an awful one for the other, for another reason, you know. I, but, uh, yeah. I got I got two couple of things, if that's alright. Um, Go on then. I worked out thirty-two million in nineteen seventy-one. It'd be, it'd, it'd be worth five hundred seventy-eight million seven hundred thousand six hundred and nine pound and forty-seven pence. So right, hey, well, <laughs> yeah, you 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 using a website in twenty-thirteen-dollars.com. Um, but um, I thought you did that math all on your own then. <laughs> And I wanted to see um, his paper and working out yeah. no calculator. Um, I love it. I was to the penny as well. I know, <laughs> but that was actually thirty-two million pounds, so it could be even more considering the, the exchange rate. Um, one thing, I, uh, one thing I was going to ask because I missed the whole point of this. You know what he says about picking up, picking your feet in Poughkeepsie. What's that mean? It's, I didn't get it's that. Slang. It's slang. What, what it was when Gene Ackman was researching the role. He was talking to uh, the police officers that the original story is based, because this is from a novel, so the original story, Gene Ackman was talking to the police officers that that original story was based on, and apparently one of the police officers said he used to uh, keep people off guard by asking them things like, were you picking your feet in Poughkeepsie? It was just a way to, like, confuse Criminals. Oh, right, okay. So Gene Ackman said that he wanted to use that in the film. Oh. Right, okay. So it has it has, no, it has no bearing on the actual film. Yeah, it's just it's a character trait that Gene Ackman wanted to incorporate. Because because the, the captain mentions it later on in the film, doesn't he? And it, yeah, yeah. And I didn't know whether it was a, whether it was worth knowing. Yeah. Well, I I was going to end with a couple of facts. One of them was based on a real novel. Um, of the same name, which details the real-life investigation of a massive heroin smuggling operation. So, probably mentioned that already. Um, it had a budget of two million, and it returned seventy-five million. Not bad. So, I don't know what that would have been in today's money. Maybe Ev can tell well, us by the end of the podcast. Well, we can well, call that a billion. What? We can call that Se- a billion. Seventy-one million. Yes. It's over a billion. Seventy-five. Isn't it? Seventy-five. Right. Hold on. Hang on now, thirty-two million was five hundred million, wasn't yeah. it? So just it, double it. It was worth it. It'd be worth one billion three hundred fifty-six million three hundred twenty-nine thousand five hundred fifty-three pounds and forty-five pence. Well, that's Thank pounds. You. All I'm going to say is this, Barbie. You can suck on that. It beats Barbie. <laughs> can I just say now, Evans' phone looked like an old-school calculator then, where he held it up. He, yeah, <laughs> sin cost Dan or whatever the uh, buttons were. <laughs> right, yeah, we always ask his final question, um, but would you recommend? I would. I love the documentary style approach to the storytelling. I uh, I thought it was a really good film, um, and yeah, I would recommend it. Prog. Oh yeah, I'd recommend it. Yeah, I think it's a great film. 
Ev? Yep. Man of many words. Uh, and then Ad, I left Adam last because I thought he might have like a, I don't know, closing statement. No, I'm not going to go to that. Obviously, first things first, it's sad that obviously we lost all Friedkin or Friedkins last week. I'm a brilliant director. Um, and I've been watching all of his clips on YouTube endlessly for the last like week. Um, one of the funniest men alive, really witty guy. Um, true loss of true loss to cinema, losing Mr. Friedkin. And um, I believe everyone should watch. If you want to get into movies, you need to watch this film and The Exorcist as well. But I think we've done The Exorcist before, haven't we, on this podcast? Yeah, yeah, we've done it. So, so here's a question for you. There is a second French Connection movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm assuming me, well, I know me, uh, but Evan and um, Adam haven't seen it, if they haven't seen the first one. I don't know if Prague has seen it. I've but seen would you watch it? Yeah, would you watch it? Yeah, I would, yeah. Because it, it's, it's based on Doyle going to France to look and hunt for a frog one. Yeah. So It sounds like, you know, it's, it's first off, it's a John Frankenheimer film. Like, John Frankenheimer was a solid director, right? But he, he's, you know, he's nowhere near as good as Friedkin uh, was. But um, obviously, uh, he's got a bit of a bad name because he did The, the Island of Dr. Moreau. Is it Dr. Monroe or Dr. Moreau, the one with Val Kilmer? Moreau. Marlon Brando, yeah, with Marlon Brando plays Mephisto. He also so, did but, um, Ronin. He did Ronin, yeah. yeah exactly. That's what I mean. But even though he's got a couple of duds, he did do Ronin, and he, he and he also made a really good film called Reindeer Games with Ben Affleck and stuff. He's a good, he's a solid director, but he he just he was just one of the and he, the Manchurian Candidate as well. It was another the original, movie. yeah. So you know, good director again. So I would definitely watch French Connection too, but I just would I I, I just know it wouldn't be as good as the original, basically. Anyway, we're back after the toilet break. Um, Ad, it's the Wheel of Doom. Over to you. Yeah, it's the Wheel of Doom. So um, do I need to explain the rules? We all picked two films each. We got two films in there already. One is a booby film, which is House of the Dead. And the other is Frailty, which is by one of our listeners. One of our many, many listeners has uh, donated that film to us as a choice. Um, So let's go through everyone now. I'm going to go in order of how you appear on my screen. So Prog, over to you first, but what's your two films? Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yes, good shot. And Enter the Dragon. Solid choice. Lucky we went to watch that in the cinema the other night, didn't we? I know it is, huh? It's almost as if we'd have a week off from having to watch the movie. <laughs> um, Evan, you're next. Um, the Blues Brothers. Oh, you know, whenever you come on, my fingers are on T and H, ready to type in one film you always the pa- pick. The, pa- the paper. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not going to go for that one. It, it's wow. um, I'm going. I'm going to put it on the back burner. And um, the Gumball Rally. Gumball Rally. I wonder if that old the Gumball Rally. What is that? Uh, you should have gone Cannonball Run. No, Gumball Gumball Rally because it, it's got um, it's got Gomez Adams himself, Raul Julia in it. Is that how you spell rally? Oh, I no. spelled it wrong. Is it take out the. Yeah. It's right. Yeah. Come on, Ad, you're supposed to be a writer. Sorry, but this is how it goes. I'm thinking the valley, rally. It's just, you know, it's my Welsh mind. I can't, you know, anything about Ali, my Welshness kind of puts the E in there. Um, Mr. Owen, I can see you looking at a list there. 
I am. I am. I'm in, I'm in two oh, minds. So we've got a shocker coming up by here. It's going to be a shocking one in you now. I can tell. There is, unfortunately. <laughs> so the f- the first one, I'm going to go with a Kurt Russell film, and I'm going to go okay. with Escape from. Oh, which is the first one? L. A. Or, or New York? New York. Yeah, the first one. Escape from New York. Well, so far, solid choice. I, I love that film. See, if if this comes out and you both don't like it, can you give Andrew as much no, as you no, can? No, 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 no. Uh, whoa, 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 I, I, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait for my second one. I thought oh, we were going to go escape from LA. That's why I was panicking. Oh, so, just rip off the bandit. <laughs> I think this could be quite a interesting discussion because it's a movie that's not currently... Um, available, so I think we'd have to watch it as a collective, because me or Evan would have a copy of it on um, on a certain streaming site that we use. But that's Song from the South. Fair enough. Disney movie. Okay. Obviously, at the moment, you don't see it because of the sort of racial connotations. That will be the it. last ever episode of Rewind the Movies. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I'll be singing zippity doo dah all the way through it. Well, I hey, I watched it a lot when I was a kid. I had it on tape when I was a kid. Well, um, and, and that's it. There, there's a lot. There's people out there who would have watched it quite a lot, at, you know, at a young age, and you just don't see it anymore for for various reasons. Yeah. Again, my point stands that if you don't like it, can you give him as much as you give me for Heart to Kill, please? Oh, don't worry. We just will. A, we will just like. a quality. That's all I want. You know. We will. Yeah, but equal then, abuse for everyone. You didn't have to oh. nominate Hard to Kill. But I was, I was under pressure, Your Honour. I was under pressure. And In all fairness, you know, right, Evan, from where I was standing, it was it was only a gentle, loving rib. I, you know, when I watched the report, <laughs> there was no there was no anger from me at all during Hard to Kill. I was watching it going, oh, he's a, he's a great friend, Evan is, but I don't like this film. That's pretty much what I was like. Doing oh no, I'm, I'm, it, yeah, but Prog, Prog was the exact opposite. He just couldn't couldn't give a. It's just like yeah, but, yeah, but I, friendship I, friendship doesn't matter in in cigar terms. I've known you longer than Adam have, but I know that's the yeah. <laughs> All right. Then. Okay, now I have been I have been picking Get Carter every week, but like Evan did with the paper, I'm putting Get Carter on the shelf this week. I'm going to pick another two Friedkin films. I'm going to go to Live and Die in LA, and I'm going to go for Cruising. Oh my god! Don't know that one. I've never, never heard of either of them, to be honest. Well, again, don't Google cruising at all before you watch it. Why can't you pick and, uh, the sorcerer, man? No, I'm going for oh, cruising. What, what, what's the uh, Matthew McConaughey one? Killer, Killer Joe's Joe. great film as well. Killer man. Joe. Um, I was thinking of sorcerer, but I thought no, I'm going to go for cruising because um, it's the one that's always the most talked about film by him these days, isn't it? Cruising, so it's um, oh, that's true. so it's like. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's always in the conversation, especially now that he's passed away. Um, should we press the button and see what's coming up? Yeah, go on. Ooh, so before we press the button, who do you reckon's going to win this week out of us four? Well, me and Andrew would do one, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. Now that he's Prince put it Thieves. in there, I'm going to say Song of the South is going to come up. I, I reckon Evan's got it this week. I reckon Evan's going to win. I reckon Evan's... <laughs> just I, I press know, the gonna... button. Come on. I just... <laughs> I was purposely doing that then to see how long it took. <laughs> oh no! Oh Jesus! Um, 
have a look. I don't think you guys will find it. If and if you can't, I, I'm happy to pop around and oh, um. It's on, Disney, watch it. it's, on, it's on Disney Plus, isn't it? I, no, I don't think it is. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna I I'm gonna have a have a look now as we. Uh... Anyway, while well, Evan's doing that, um, thanks for listening. Podcasts come out every Wednesday, Thursday. If you want us to do a certain film in the future, just let us know. Cheers, all. And do you want to announce what film it was? Oh, that would help, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Retract. This week's movie is Song from the South. Ta-da! I'll do. <laughs>